Hello and welcome to Macpreneur, the show that explores how entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schroes and here we go for episode 3. My name is Roland Husha and I am from Hungary. So Roland, uh, so what do you do? Could you please explain what you do and how you, you became an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working on typefaces the most part and I also take on client projects uh, for logo design and branding. And I used to work in the Netherlands as a factory worker, um, you know, like packaging, warehouses, stuff like that. And my hobby was always drawing. So in my free time, I was creating and designing fonts and logos, posters, illustrations, stuff like that. Mm. And um, when I first uh, sold the license for one of my fonts um, I created, I thought it would be great to do it for a living and uh, I could quit my day job. And uh, this idea was mm, followed by a lot of hard work and practice. So by 2013, I was able to mm. make enough money to risk to quit my day job and uh, start my design business full-time. And were you already using Apple devices at the time? I had a Windows laptop first and I think it was a it was a Dell and uh, I just uh, up- upgraded to a Mac last year. Mm-hmm. So the what, what devices do you have? What Apple devices uh, do you have? Now I have a MacBook Pro 15-inch mm-hmm. and an iPad Pro 12.9 inch with an Apple Pencil and and a good old iPhone 6. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still compatible with iOS 11, so yes. So so you're good. Why did you decide to go the Apple route? Why? What made you choose Apple? First, I got my uh, iPhone 3 from my sister when she mm-hmm. upgraded to iPhone 4, mm-hmm. and I loved the overall design, you know, and the interface and I also heard that for graphic design uh, Mac is uh, the best tool the best uh, choice mm-hmm. if you're a designer if you want if you do design all the designers use uh, using MacBook so I was always thinking that I should uh, one day I should buy uh, a MacBook mm-hmm. or a Mac computer but uh, I was also afraid a little bit of whether it's going to be difficult or confusing, you know, to switch to that new operation system. Mm-hmm. And now after a few months, what's, what's your feedback? What, what do you like the most of using a MacBook? Um, so, okay, so first I just got the iPad, which is more like, it's more close to the iPhone. Mm-hmm. But it helped me to adopt some of the differences. So when I got uh, the MacBook, it wasn't that strange, you know, as if you just start on a completely new device. I had some idea of uh, how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And there's also an app which I'm using the most, uh, which called the Glyphs app, that I'm using for creating uh, my typefaces and drawing letter mm-hmm. forms. So that app only works with Mac. 
So even if I didn't want to uh, buy a MacBook, I should because this app only works with this kind of uh, operation system. Mm -hmm. So it turned out to be uh, a great investment because it made my work easier and a lot faster. I really like uh, to work with Mac, and it was uh, it was not difficult at all to transition from Windows to to a Mac. So the the Glyphs app well, is it for for typeface? And the Glyphs, yeah, the Glyphs app is a is an app that you can use to create uh, these uh, glyphs, which glyphs are the characters of a mm -hmm. set of fonts, and not only the uh, you know the alphabet, the all all the possible glyphs that you may uh, use mm -hmm. to create texts and any documents with punctuation and all that stuff, you know. So it's uh, it's a specific um, software to create uh, font files for the computer. Do you use any other apps on your Mac? My other favorite apps on the Mac are the email. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I have several email addresses, so I was checking them, you know, on different browsers. Mm -hmm. And it makes it a lot easier to, to handle all these emails and in just one place. So that's super useful. And I also like the double commander. One of the most difficult thing was when I transitioned to Mac was uh, finding the files and organizing the files because Finder for me was a little bit confusing in the beginning and I was using the Win Commander on the Windows mm -hmm. and I find out that there is uh, a solution on a Mac that's similar to this application which is the Double Commander which has a similar interface and the uh, file organizing system so I was uh, using this great and on your on your iPhone and on, on your iPad what favorite apps do you have on the iPad I am using the procreate app the most which is uh, the sketching app uh, you can use with the Apple pencil and you can draw with all kinds of brushes and pens pencils and all, all these effects so it's basically a, a sketchbook without paper, so it saves you a lot of paper and ink. And um, there's another app called ZenBrush. It's it's uh, for the Japanese brush, and it's also really good when you when it comes to practicing and you don't want to use, uh, you know, tons of paper and ink. It's mm -hmm. it's basically it's the result is almost uh, the same as you were painting on on a paper, but it's you know it's digital and I think it's really great and my third favorite app is Amplitube which is an amplifier simulator uh, my hobby is playing the guitar so sometimes it's really great to have something that you can plug your guitar in and you don't don't need to uh, buy a you know <laughs> mm -hmm. another furniture in the room it's yes. an amplifier but you can just uh, simulate any kinds of uh, sounds and you know all these effects for the guitar so it's really nice mm -hmm. and it's really good quality actually so you can even um, record or compose songs so I, I like this app a lot mm -hmm. what what genre uh, music of music do you do you play uh, I'm mostly playing uh, metal music but I also mm -hmm. into classical pieces and I'm mostly just composing something on my own so so coming back to the Apple Pencil and the Brush app. So what's your 
what's your feeling of using the Apple Pencil on the iPad Pro versus using a, yeah, a real pencil on real paper? Yeah, I, I still prefer uh, regular pencil and paper, but as I said, uh, these apps saves you a lot of uh, paper and ink. Mm -hmm. um, plus the, the result is really close, like sometimes even, even better, you know, because there are some features that uh, correct and smoothen the way you draw. So it's, it's a little bit, there are some options mm -hmm. that allows you to adjust um, your hand movement and you know the, the pen pressure as well so there there are tons of settings for that so once you get comfort comfortable with these mm -hmm. you can uh, actually make create better pieces as if mm -hmm. you were just drawing freehand but there's something magical when you just use analog tools like you know mm -hmm. pencil and paper so i like both i would say i like both i combine mm -hmm. them yeah it's it it reminds me a bit a little bit of garage band on the iPad, where there are so many great loops and and built-in built-in built tools that like you you can create awesome awesome music even if you <laughs> if you're not <laughs> such a great uh, musician. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, so Roland, what did you discover recently? A tip, a trick, something that you wished you knew before? Um, on your Mac or on your iPhone or on your iPad? Oh yes, um, I just found out uh, recently that there's a shortcut to switch between mm -hmm. the keyboards because I have I bought my Mac in the US uh, mm -hmm. so it came with a default English keyboard and I had to buy an external keyboard which is Hungarian. Mm -hmm. Some of the characters are on different locations plus we have these accents and all that stuff so Sometimes I have to switch between the two keyboards and I always had to go, you know, with the mouse on the top of the screen and change from the drop down. Mm -hmm. But I recently find out that there is a shortcut which is control shift that switches between keyboards. So that's, yeah, that's great. For me, that's really helpful. <laughs> I use it a lot. So is there anything that you need help with that you would like to improve in terms of... Uh, workflow or automation things like that i often switch between apps and tasks just random even though mm -hmm. i have a, a schedule sometimes I, I write down what i'm gonna do like during mm -hmm. the day mm -hmm. um, but i think it would be i don't i wonder if there's something already exists like this but i think it would be nice to have something like a, a virtual assistant that uh, tells you what's next and when, like mm -hmm. uh, as, let's say um, something like a like a reminder pops in or a push mm -hmm. notification comes in and tells you this and that task is due now or you know something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there is something already. Well, you you could use the the reminders app. Uh, that's that's an option, and uh, the reminders with the notifications on your on your Mac so if you synchronize yeah. that through iCloud you could have the those push notifications on on all your devices or you could decide to create them on your iPhone when when you think of something but synchronizing them through iCloud they would pop up on your Mac uh, what is feasible is to have recurring tasks so you could say uh, 
every weekday at 5 p.m., this task will pop up. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about tasks that you do regularly? Yes. That you always, you always do at a certain time? Yes. Every day or so, something like that? Because that's the, the class of application is, is, is re- the Reminders app. So the built-in mm-hmm. one is Reminders. I'm using another application called Todoist. Uh, Todoist is a, it's a bit like uh, Reminders on, on steroids because you can create multiple projects, you can create subtasks. But do you want something that's intrusive? Do you want really something that pops up in the middle of your work? Because I'm more, I'm more of the school of thought of minimizing notifications and interruptions. Mm, interruption, yes, yes. So it's it's very rare that I have tasks that need to be done really at a certain time. Okay, so in my case, I tend to do something. Uh, if I'm working on something, then I have an idea. Oh, let's check emails. You know, so when I I just uh, switch between the tasks randomly. So uh, mm-hmm. I'd rather wait for something that tells me when it's time for this and that instead of just figuring by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I I have the impression that it's not so much a technology problem or, or tool-related uh, solution, but I think it's more a daily, daily planning kind of solution that you may need. When you wake up in the morning, do, do you create a plan for your day? Do you write down your goals, the, the two, three things that you absolutely want to get done the day and things like that? Yes, I write them down, yes. Not every mm-hmm. time, but most, mostly I do that. Mm-hmm. And do you plan your day? Do you map your day? I have just patterns, so it's a bit flexible. I have more like outline outlines okay. of what to do, but they are flexible. Mm-hmm. I'm also easily di- distracted and I'm good at distracting myself. The thing that helps me a lot is actually every morning to do what I call a, a goal review and a daily plan. So I review my yearly goals my quarterly goals, my monthly goals, my goals for the week. And then from the weekly goals, I look at my calendar and I estimate how much time I really have today to work on my goals. And so some days I can only work two hours. Some some days I can work six, eight hours on my goals. Mm-hmm. But then, and, and that's that I do very early morning so when i when almost when i after waking up and and then i map my day so it's uh, it's really like 5:30 do that 6:30 breakfast shower and um maybe we could say it's a rough outline but it has time stamps mm-hmm. and uh, that helps me visualize my day but also it allows me to 
to have a, a baseline. So if I start to deviate, I look back at that plan and I say, okay, no, now I'm doing something that, that is not exactly what I said I would do, what I told myself I would do. And if I continue in that direction, I will not reach my goals for the day, for instance. Yeah. It doesn't work 100% of the time, but most of the time it works. And then you, you will always have uh, unexpected things so you you cannot plan 100% yes exactly all the time so it it doesn't go always according to plan but at least there is a plan there is a baseline that i can refer to when i when i deviate so i don't know is it something that uh, that would be helpful for you that that well, you think you could help you yeah. or it's mm. the truth is that uh, i used to be a lot better at organizing mm -hmm. my time Mm -hmm. So for some reason it got worse. So now I I tend to think that I I would prefer these uh, interruptions instead of just letting myself to get lost in uh, randomizing my day because mm -hmm. I I rather rely on uh, a schedule that it that comes into the screen as a distraction or interruption because I don't mm -hmm. mind at least it helps me to get back to you know, to the routine I pre-planned. So it's always mm -hmm. bringing me back. What I've done that helps me a lot is actually to put buffers in my uh, planning. So let's say I have maybe eight hours of time between, yeah, between eight and, and four, but I will not plan for eight hours of work. I will plan for six hours of work or five hours of work. And I will put some buffer time. So, for instance, I will anyway include a little bit of time for lunch and and snack breaks. But also I put some buffer buffer time because you never know if you're in the groove, if you're in the flow on, on a project. Sometimes yeah. you don't want to stop. You want to continue working on, on that thing. And ha having a buffer in the morning, having a buffer in the afternoon, that allows for this kind of flexibility. The buffer helps also if you have unexpected things like an email from a client that's urgent yes, or an email from school for my children. Then, okay, you rearrange your priorities and at least there was maybe two hours of buffer during the day that was foreseen mm -hmm. for the unforeseeable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that might be a good solution. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these kind of uh, struggles... Their, their origin is a lack of clarity on, on our goals, on, on, on our priorities, on what, you, what we want to achieve. So going back to what do I want to achieve, what are my goals, what are my priorities at the moment, and then asking oneself the question, is what I'm doing right now helping me achieve my goals? What I said I wanted to absolutely to do? But I know it's uh, it's tough. It's tough when you work at home, and you don't have a boss. And uh... yeah, but it's also confusing, you know, because you you want to be effective, but mm -hmm. what happens is the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> you can get totally ineffective, so mm -hmm. that makes you feel you know bad, mm -hmm. and then you try to think of ways how to solve this on mm -hmm. a daily basis. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm still figuring out 
how to manage my day. There's a book that I discovered recently from Dan Pink. It's called When. I haven't read it yet. But uh, When is, is it's all about energy management and the way everybody is wired. And there are different phases throughout the day where we are good for certain type of tasks. And so if we are aware of our own cycle that helps actually to to schedule the right thing at the right time i still need to to read this book but it it resonated a lot when i when i heard about it when he was interviewed in uh, in some podcast mm -hmm. yes this is something that you have to uh, do like manually you cannot rely on apps with everything so something mm -hmm. that, that you have to learn on your own or mm -hmm. you know you have to train yourself to maximize your efficiency but yeah, yeah. i just um, think that maybe it would be nice to uh, get some guidance or something like a, something like an assistant that tells you what to do what's next and when mm -hmm. so do you have any plans to upgrade your apple devices or buy a new one in the future Well, actually, my phone, as I said, it's an iPhone 6, which I really like. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need any new features like face recognition and these new fancy things, but uh, it's getting really slow, plus uh, the battery issues. So I think I really need to buy a new one, if not the latest model, but at least an iPhone 7 or something. Mm -hmm. So for the iPhone 6, they have a battery replacement program. Yes with a reduced price until the end of 2018 that will help a little bit but still you will be st stuck with the feature yes i think i need a more stable solution because it's also having issues with mm -hmm. uh, you know speed th this is linked and uh, the speed issue is linked to, to the, the battery, battery yeah. health yes so ios is throttling the cpu based on the health mm. of the battery so if you replace the battery you will see a drastic improvement mm. in performance but you will still be stuck with iphone 6 capabilities yes. now if you want a better camera if you want uh, 3d touch for instance which is really great then yes going to at least to the iphone 7 is a is a good option yeah that's that's the idea for the rest of the gear i'm fine the, the macbooks is the latest one and the, the ipad they're pretty good for another year or two or more <laughs> and the the apple watch does it uh, tempt you i'm not sure i i haven't really been thinking about to have one would you recommend well i just i just bought one so and i was a fitbit fanatic for two plus years To be honest, I was a bit doubtful that uh, the Apple Watch would would bring something. Mm -hmm. I was, in my mind, actually, I was thinking I will lose in in uh, functionalities, especially regarding health and fitness. But I must say, I really, really love the Apple Watch, and uh, I still keep my Fitbit when I go to sleep and when I exercise, mm -hmm. more to compare to compare the accuracy and see the difference in terms of uh, sleep tracking mm -hmm. 
heart rate monitoring and so on. But I must say, I really, really love the Apple Watch because I'm, I'm listening to podcast or to audio. You can uh, change the volume with the the dial on on your Apple oh, Watch. Nice. You don't need <laughs> you don't need to, cool. to get your phone out, and it's, it's really great. It's everything is working seamlessly with the uh, AirPods, so it's a nice experience. Well, maybe I should. Uh... And give it a try as well like i mean yeah maybe i will buy one in the near future yes so i remember steve jobs when he introduced the iphone he said that uh, they were introducing three devices it's like a phone an ipod and an internet communicator and i have the impression that the apple watch it's uh, three things it's uh, it's a sensor it's a remote control and it's a modern pager. So really doing heartbeat monitoring, heart rate monitoring, doing motion tracking and so on. It's really great. With the Apple Watch, you can control things that are happening on your phone. And uh, it's very easy to quickly respond to messages and or to dismiss, to dismiss or to archive emails it's uh no it's uh, for that it's really really great so uh what's next for you and uh, your business um ever since i started my design business i was working alone and i recently came to a conclusion that there are so many new dimensions and opportunities in teamwork so i definitely plan to do more collaborations and shared projects in the future so you, you still plan to work from home or you're looking for co-working spaces or online communities or not yet. I'm just thinking about you know collaboration but still from home. Mm -hmm. Okay. So could you please tell uh, the listeners where they can find a little bit more about you on the web? Yeah, on the web uh, they can see more of my work at rolandhughes.com. And I'm on Instagram as Roland Hughes Design. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And for the listeners, you can find the show notes at macpreneur.com forward slash episode three. And until next time, my name is Tamia Schroes, wishing you a great day.